0: There's no escape for me, it was my soul, it was my heart No one can hear me scream, maybe it's just a dream, maybe it's inside of me Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls from all ages, this is Brandon Lewis here from Brandon's World and welcome here on this Tuesday, March 24th, 2020 Ladies and gentlemen Man, it is getting tougher and tougher to find things to talk about, let me tell you that. Of course, as you guys know, here in Ohio, we are now under a stay-at-home order, which means, of course, we can only go out for essential items. And there's no sports out, which means what are we going to do, man? I don't know. We're going to keep this podcast rolling until there's literally nothing else to talk about. I don't know. Maybe we'll review some old TV shows. Some old Netflix shows, I don't know, I don't really watch Netflix, I don't really buy it, but welcome in here, Uh, my name is Brandon Lewis from Brandon's World, as you guys know, we always shoot the shit here on this podcast, and today, I'm gonna be talking about what happened last night on Monday Night Raw, live from the Performance Center without fans, and I'm also going to be breaking down the WrestleMania 36 card and why I think WWE is making a huge mistake with making this card so big. But let's first start off with Monday Night Raw last night. Of course, we had two matches. We had the Street Profits taking on Shane Thorne and another random NXT superstar. And we had Cedric Alexander and Ricochet take on Andrade and Angel Garza, of course, Angel Guards and Andrade never teamed before, but yet they randomly now have a Raw Tag Team Championship match at WrestleMania against the Street Profits. And, you know, the matches were okay. You know, Raw overall, I guess, was just okay. Randy Orton cut an excellent promo on Edge, getting us excited for their last man standing match, which I think personally could steal the show this year at Wrestlemania, you know, Becky Lynch and Jayna Baszler did their thing, it was okay, you know, AJ Styles and The Undertaker, great promo by AJ Styles, AJ Styles versus The Undertaker is now going to be a Boneyard match at Wrestlemania, and man, I cannot wait for that, I think the Boneyard match is going to be very similar to a Buried Alive match, I think it's going to be PG version of Buried Alive, there's rumors it could take place in the cemetery, Which could work, you know. I I really don't mind. I think it's going to be spectacular, and I'm really getting excited for these gimmick matches at WrestleMania. But again, ladies and gentlemen, for me as a wrestling fan, and I have said this on my show now multiple times, I know there is so much wrestling nowadays. I mean, you got AEW, you got NXT. You got Raw, you got SmackDown, you still have E.N.A. New Japan Pro Wrestling. There are all these wrestling leagues, and it's funny because I feel like when you become a fan of professional wrestling, you have to start with WWE, right? It's the most well-known global brand, global brand. Excuse me, especially according to you, grow past the WCW days, like I did back in 2007 when WWE was quote-unquote in its heydays at the end of the Ruthless Aggression Era. Which, by the way, if you have not checked out the Ruthless Aggression Era documentary, which is now on the new free WWE Network because they're offering the WWE Network to people for free during this time, make sure you go check that out. That's one of the best wrestling documentaries I have ever seen. But, you know, growing up, I always was a WWE fan, and I think the true WWE fans are the ones that right now. I really think there's a difference between fans of professional wrestling and fans of WWE. Now, I am not the craziest professional wrestling fan. I've talked about this again. Michael Reiner, my good friend from TV2, used to be a co-host on Walk Scroll Radio with uh, Mitch Myers. They used to host Mitch and Mike every Monday night from 10 to midnight on up a year ago. Me and Mike used to talk about this all the time on the show You know, Mike is one of the biggest professional wrestling fans I know. He'll watch wrestling every single day, every day of his life. He watches everything old on the WWE Network. That guy is a wrestling junkie. I am not a wrestling junkie. Now, I consider myself a WWE fan. For the last 13 years, every Raw and every SmackDown, they've had a brand switch. Of course, you guys remember that four to five year period when there was SmackDown, but it wasn't really a brand split, and it was more like a replay of Raw, and nobody watched that SmackDown. But for the most part, every Raw and every SmackDown, I have watched at every pay-per-view, and I have said through, arguably, you can make the point, the worst era in wrestling history, the PG era. But the PG era has also given us incredible moments, like Brock Lesnar ending the streak, at wrestlemania 30. how about john cena versus the rock at wrestlemania 28 not the one at wrestlemania 29. how about daniel bryan the entire daniel bryan story at wrestlemania 30. how about last year kofi kingston finally winning the WWE championship and becky won charlotte Flair, and ronda rousey main event in wrestlemania all those moments happened within the pg era many many more including the cm punk storyline in 2011. But there have been some dark times, especially twenty eighteen and early twenty nineteen, especially the summer of twenty nineteen. That might have been the worst era of WWE I could have ever imagined. I mean that shit was boring. But ladies and gentlemen, I think over the past couple months before this coronavirus pandemic hit us, I really thought WWE was really hitting their stride. I really thought Raw Especially Raw was doing a really good job with the storyline aspects. You know, Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens. You know, even the stuff with Andrade and Humberto Carrillo. The big stuff at the top of the card with Brock Lesnar entering number one in the Royal Rumble match. The whole thing with Brock Lesnar and Drew McIntyre. Then Edge returning and Randy Orton. And everything going on with the Monday Night Messiah that I already mentioned. Raw was producing good storylines. The Rusev-Bobby Lashley angle, which for some reason they dropped. That was the wedding of the century and they dropped it. You had that angle. You had Rowan in the cage. They just have watched the ending of these storylines. The ideas have been great. And this is what I've been seeing with WWE, especially as a Raw, as a way. For some reason, they're dropping storylines. With SmackDown, we're getting the onus of Dome Singler thinking Dome Singler is a goddamn bastard. That man is a bastard. For stealing Mandy Rose, man. I've been sitting on my show for weeks. Otis is such a nice guy, man. He's got a little bit of a belly. He likes steaks and wakes. Steaks and weights and burgers. See, I can't even talk. I'm getting so excited. And he's just like me, man. You know, I never went on a date with anybody before. I get Otis' pain. You see a pretty girl. You don't know how to ask her out. Otis gets nervous. She asks him out. And the dog steals her. God damn, what a bastard dog, thing or this. But, you know, even on SmackDown with The Fiend, you know, Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan, John Cena now, these storylines are starting to come into effect. And I really think that WWE was getting on the right path. I do think that All weight Wrestling has helped them up their game. Again, I'm not the biggest fan of AEW. I think some of the stuff they do is stupid. I'm happy for Matt Hardy. I'm happy for Luke Harper, a.k.a. Brody Lee. You know, I'm happy for those guys who did not have success in WWE to go have success in AEW. I are guys in WWE that didn't make it went to TNA and had success. But I'm not just the biggest fan of AEW wrestling, and I think it's too much wrestling, as I've already mentioned. But, you know, WWE was on such a roll. And then the coronavirus hit us all, and they also made some bad booking mistakes. And now you look at this WrestleMania card, okay? You look at like the first of six matches. We have Brock Lesnar defending the WWE Championship against Drew McIntyre. Boom, gonna be an excellent match. Here's the Universal Championship. Goldberg defending against Roman Reigns. I've talked about this so many times. I was so mad at the initial decision to have Goldberg defeat The Fiend at Super Showdown and win the Universal Championship. But Goldberg and Roman Reigns is a dream match. Again, I would have Cena vs. The Fiend for the championship, but I, I get the direction they're going. I understand it. The issue is, I think, with this coronavirus pandemic, the match has not been built up as well as it could be. Cena and The Fiend has not been built up as well as it could be. Because some guys just need a crowd. But those are free dream matches. Edge and Randy Orton, last man standing couldn't get any better. And as Ed said this week on a podcast, you put him and Randy Orton's creative mind together, they will make magic work in an empty arena. AJ Styles and Randy Orton is now a bone yard match. I apologize, AJ Styles and The Undertaker is now a bone yard match. See, I'm getting so excited I can't even speak. I have no idea what the hell a bone yard match is. But I hope they film in a cemetery, and I hope it's one of the best matches of all time. As I already mentioned, I think it's someone a B.G. version of buried alive, Shayna Baszler as much like all or boring Baszler, and Becky Lynch to me has cold off since last year's WrestleMania. But that is still a marquee match for the Raw Women's Championship. Then you have Rhea Ripley defending the NXT Championship against Charlotte Flair. Two great wrestlers. We'll have a good match. Not that good of a story, but we'll have a good match. And then you talk about Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins. They have told this story since November. This is all storytelling. Seth Rollins is right, man. Monday Night Raw has been better since he turned heel and began the Monday Night Messiah. Kevin Owens is going to try to shut him up, which he's been trying to do for months. That is storytelling. My problem is the rest of this car. Why do we need a five-pack elimination match for the SmackDown Women's Championship? Why do we need a Raw Tag Team Championship match? Why do we need a SmackDown Tag Team Championship match? Why do we need a Women's Tag Team Championship match? Why do we need Aleister Black versus Bobby Lashley? These matches that have no point in being on the card except for the fact that they're either a championship or that they just want to be on the card just to get on the card... We don't need them this year at WrestleMania, especially if WrestleMania is going to be a two night event without fans. I think that's the key right there without fans. To be honest, if I was WWE, I really believe you could have eight matches on this card, maybe seven. I think you do the seven essential matches if I was booking the card. Night one would be the main event. Brock Lesnar defending the WWE Championship against Drew McIntyre and by the way I'm on record I still think Brock Lesnar retains the WWE Championship against Drew McIntyre I know everybody thinks McIntyre is going to go over I'm going to go against the grain I don't think you give McIntyre his Wrestlemania moment without fans plus I think you need a champion like Brock Lesnar during this time that can drive up ratings and we're going to need Lesnar. And this is what I'm going to get into tomorrow. Tomorrow I'm going to talk about, you know, should WWE have an off season? Well, spoiler alert, I think that really it could benefit them and I'm going to explain why tomorrow. But I think Brock Lesnar will retain the WWE Championship over Drew McIntyre for a specific reason. And that's the fact that Drew McIntyre struck Brock Lesnar first. Never seen that happen before. I think Wesner gets his revenge on McIntyre at WrestleMania. Saturday night, I would also book Owens and Rollins. I would book Rhea Ripley defending the NXT Championship against Charlotte Flair. And then I would book AJ Styles and The Undertaker in that Boneyard match because I think you're going to need one of those specialty matches on night one. That, to me, is your end of night one, those four matches. Night two, then. You have Cena and The Fiend. You have Edge and Randy Orton in that last man standing match. You have the Raw Women's Championship, Shayna Baszler and Becky Lynch. And then the main event, Goldberg versus Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship. That, to me... 8 matches, that's it. We don't need Otis and Dolph Ziggler at WrestleMania. We can do that on a SmackDown where there's going to be no fans and we're going to need time to fill because you cannot just keep showing replays after replays after replays after replays. It slows down the show's momentum, especially Raw because Raw is three hours. You could save that Raw Team Championship match for a Raw. You could save that WWE Women's Team Championship match For a Raw, you can tip Aleister Black versus Bobby Lashley for a Raw. We do not need all these matches at WrestleMania, and we're going to need content to fill if you're not going to do an off-season post-WrestleMania. I've said this on my show for a while, guys. I thought this WrestleMania was going to be one of the best in history. It certainly has the potential to be one of the best in WWE history. It has the card, the card is stacked, and the build has been hurt a little bit by this coronavirus pandemic. However, I still think WWE can make it work. I still think it'll be fun. And I think part of the reason why they're putting this on is because they know people are going to watch it because there's nothing else on. Though again, I would argue, and I hope that WrestleMania is still, I know they're filming it tomorrow, so it's not going to get canceled. But I still think WrestleMania should get canceled because WrestleMania needs the bright lights, the big stage, the 80,000 people screaming. And if you're going to go ahead and book WrestleMania, because I am optimistic about this and I hope that this coronavirus pandemic ends by the end of May. But I understand WWE thinking somewhat that it could be July or even into August. If... This goes on, and we get, you know, this coronavirus pandemic goes into the summer. I am hoping that when this pandemic ends, SummerSlam 2020, which is in Boston, which is a terrible sports town, obviously, with the fans, obviously, we Cleveland fans don't like them, but they have a great wrestling town. I'm hoping Boston SummerSlam 2020, TD Garden, that should be one of the best SummerSlams of all time. They're already moving uh, the Hall of Fame weekend to SummerSlam weekends at WrestleMania because of this coronavirus pandemic. I am hoping that SummerSlam blows the roof off the joint and that we get some great, fantastic wrestling because we're all going to need it once this coronavirus pandemic ends. And again, hopefully, nonetheless, we have a great summer. So again, I owe that these, we, that these daily podcasts, me, I always said weekly, I'm hoping that these daily podcasts provide you guys with some relief during this time of crisis. I know we are in Ohio, we are now under a stay-at-home order. Again, we're going to keep doing these daily podcasts We bring out my good friend Andrew back on Thursday. We're going to be talking about the new show on Fox, Outmatched, if you haven't seen that Go check it out. I might also dive into some political opinions. I know I've never done this. I know I'm a sports-related show. But, heck, we are in a political time in this country, and there may be nothing else to talk about. We're going to try to keep doing these daily podcasts until there is nothing else to talk about. And then we're going to have to get creative. Now is the time to get creative. And, again, when it relates to wrestling, when we come back, you could have so many storylines they can do when we finally get the live crowd back man i'm excited when we get that live crowd back man it should be interesting it should be a fun time it should be an awesome couple months when we get that live crowd back because you know everybody's going to be energized to do their best but until next time guys i'm just trying to make it do this is your boy brandon lewis from Brand's world talking wrestlemania against tomorrow. be on the lookout for a podcast regarding should wwe have it off-season after WrestleMania. I'm going to talk about that tomorrow on the podcast. Make sure you guys stay tuned. Keep it locked. Stay safe. And I'll see you guys next time. Peace.